1: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Man, first Sunday of football. I was super excited. There's just nothing like it. I mean, you know, getting together with your friends, watching football on a Sunday all day long, nothing else to worry about. Uh, It's great. I know a lot of people in Florida wish that yesterday was a regular Sunday where they could just watch football, but, you know, it wasn't the case for a lot of people. So my thoughts and prayers go out to all the people in Florida. You know, hopefully you guys made it out of that storm okay, and, you uh, you know, I hope everyone's safe and sound. Now, what I want to do in this episode of the podcast was go over the waiver wire additions that, who I think um, would be beneficial to your fantasy football team. So, Tariq Cohen, number one by far, um, especially in PPR leagues, he's going to be a major co- cog in this Bears offense. He had five carries for 66 yards. He also had eight catches on 12 targets. 12 targets for 47 yards and a touchdown. That, that by far led the team as far as targets go. Um, with Kevin white, you know, he broke his collarbone yesterday. He's out for the season. Um, and you know, he broke his collarbone late in the game, late in the fourth quarter. So Cohen was doing all this stuff, you know, with white in the game. So it wasn't like he was getting this, all this extra opportunity because white was out. Um, he was, he was getting this work regardless. He was being in, he was involved from the get from the first series of the game. So, um, you know, I expect Cohen to work his way into the main pass catcher of this offense. Um, And, you know, the wide receivers, they hardly got any work until the two-minute hurry-up in the fourth quarter while trying to make a comeback. So I honestly don't want to pick any of them up. Like, when I'm talking about this Kevin White injury, like, trying to pick a receiver out of this bunch, like, I don't know. They weren't involved all game. So I just, I I don't see a reason why um, I wouldn't pick any of these guys up. Deion Sims and Zach Miller were both involved um, and neither really stood out. Deion Sims played more snaps than Zach Miller, but these guys are going to be taking fantasy relevance away from each other. Um, If you're a Jordan Howard owner, I wouldn't really worry. I know if you're watching the game or you're watching Red Zone, it always looked like, you know, Tariq Cohen was the guy on the field and Tariq Cohen was the guy making all the highlights. And that's that's true. Um, but I think Cohen actually gives the Bears a better chance of making it near the goal lining and gives, you know, um, you know Howard a chance at a nice change of pace for better efficiency um you know howard was efficient last year sure um but and he's still he's still gonna get early down work he had i think 57 or 58 percent of the snaps in yesterday's game um and you know he's still gonna see a ton of third downs for protection purposes he's still a really good pass protector so he's gonna see the field most of the time um and we can also see cohen line up as a wide receiver with howard in the backfield we saw that in this game and we we probably will see it even more now that kevin white's gone um but in Ho- jordan howard he still had a good game um and you know this is going to be a good one-two punch for the bears this is a nice thing to happen for that offense because it wasn't didn't have anybody really explosive and and now i think they found somebody in cohen cohen's nickname is the human joystick and we should also see his skills on display on punt returns um he was returning punts for the bears as well um in this game if you didn't see it benny cunningham who was another pass catching specialist that they brought in um he got carted off yesterday so cohen you know he should take over whatever role was expected for cunningham as well so you know he's getting opportunity from all over the place so keep in mind Atlanta was 25th DVOA, according to Football Outsiders, in defending pass-catching running backs last year. So, you know, this could be a little bit of a product of the Falcons not being able to defend the running back as well in the passing game. So, you know, don't expect this type of performance every week. Um, but I think Cohen's still such a major part of the offense mm-hmm. that um, he's gonna, if he's going to get targets like that, he's somebody that you can start every single week in PPR leagues nelson aguilar he is my number two waiver wire ad this week over kenny galladay um aguilar and and zach ertz were carson Wentz's favorite targets on sunday they each got eight targets um and aguilar caught six of them for 86 yards and a touchdown it's a high volume passing offense and it seems like aguilar has improved a ton and is the permanent slot receiver on this team i think he ran like 70 percent something like that of his snaps out of the slot um and, you know, Wentz, he, he just likes looking in the middle of the field. And I expect Aguilar to remain one of his favorite targets. Um, he was looking at him all game long. And, and you know, Aguilar did show up in the preseason as well. So I don't think this game came out of nowhere. Um, so in a PPR league, I think he's a great add. He can be a solid wide receiver three or flex option most weeks. Um, you know, if he's getting that type of target volume, you should be good. He should have a high floor. Now, Kenny Galladay, my number three waiver wire ad um you know he continued the flashes he showed during the preseason he hauled in another two tough catches for touchdowns on sunday for matt stafford Uh, he caught four passes on seven targets for 69 yards and you know those two touchdowns now i you know i don't expect golly to get gaudy target numbers with golden tate and marvin jones in the fold running ahead of them Uh, But Stafford, you know, he's going to look for Galladay in the end zone. Uh, He can go up and grab it like the best of them. Um, Galladay, he has a high ceiling, and we've seen how much Stafford will trust a guy who can bring down those tough catches, especially in the end zone. Remember Megatron? Well, people are calling this guy... What are they calling this guy? The Minitron? No, that's not right. What are they calling him? I got to look this up. Babytron. That's what they're calling him. Babytron. So... Matt Stafford has his very own Babytron. So, you know, Galladay is a guy to kind of bring on your team, but he's not necessarily a must-start next week. He only played on 44 snaps... Um, you know, and he's a guy to hold on to your roster for the potential upside. You know, if he ends up playing more snaps, if they go into three wide a little bit more often, and he's on the field more often, he's a guy that you can be confident in starting most weeks. Um, he's not gonna get those type of target numbers because most of the target share is going towards Golden Tate. And in this game, um I think Patrick Peters- Peterson was on Marvin Jones most of the game. So and that's part of the reason why Marvin Jones got only two targets, but you know this might be the same sort of sh- uh, you know same sort of thing that we've seen last year from Marvin Jones where he would just disappear um, but it makes sense to disappear when Patrick Peterson's guarding you um, you know Marvin Jones isn't that you know such high end caliber wide receiver where you know he's going to you know do things against Patrick Peterson although he did catch a touchdown against Patrick Peterson while the pr- play broke down for Matt Stafford and threw him a touchdown which was one of his two catches you know on Sunday but Kenny Galladay, if he can get a little bit more playing time, I'll be a lot more confident. But the stuff that he was flashing in the preseason and the stuff that he flashed on Sunday, and he got stu- he got it done. This is a real game against a good defense. Um, I, I want him on my roster. Now, if you don't need Aguilar, like if Aguilar is a guy, um, you know, who's not going to crack your starting lineup, if you have good solid receiver depth, get Kenny Galladay because he's a guy you can plug in potentially as a wide receiver one in your wide receiver two slot. You're shooting more for the upside you got to go got it out here so pretty much almost as soon as the Ravens Bengals game started Woodhead caught I think three passes he was having a great game and all of a sudden what's new he goes down with a hamstring injury apparently I think he got carted off um and you know it was obviously non-contact it didn't look good um but Buck Allen he's my number four waiver wire ad I really think that Buck Allen would just take over that role completely. Like, it's just literally just subbing him out. Everything Danny Woodhead was doing, Buck Allen was doing. He's not as talented as Danny Woodhead. He's not as elusive. But, you know, he's a guy who can come in. He can catch a lot of passes. And we've seen him in in a bigger role. He was able to catch a lot of passes. So he's particularly valuable in PPR. So I think he will do similar things. He'll come in on early downs, get some carries. Um, Maybe not as much as Terrence West, even though he did have two more carries in Terrence West in this game. They split it twenty one to nineteen. They had forty carries in this game. I mean kind of ridiculous I mean the Bengals couldn't get anything going on offense and and the Ravens you know had the game in control so they just ran the ball down their throat all game long Um, but you know Allen he's a far superior pass catcher than Terrence West um, and these two will share the field for the foreseeable future so if you need running back depth especially in PPR leagues he's a great guy to have Uh, you know Joe Flacco he loves to check it down to his running backs Um, and you know he's going to have a lot of fantasy relevance Uh, Buck Buck Allen that is Um, now just to keep in mind, Flacco didn't need to check it down in Week 1, so you're not going to see those receiving numbers from those guys in Week 1 because, like I said, the Ravens were dominating the Bengals. So um, if you're in need of a running by depth or a flex, I would definitely try to aim for Allen. You can start him as early as next week. Uh, Charles Clay, he's my number five um, option here. So the Bills offense is running through LaShawn McCoy and Charles Clay. LaShawn McCoy had a great game, Charles Clay had a great game, and he had nine targets, he caught four of them, for 43 yards and a touchdown. Now, this isn't the best offense, but Clay should continue to get decent target share. And no other option besides besides these two, McCoy and Clay had more than four targets in this game, including Zay Jones, including Jordan Matthews. Um, Clay, he had four touchdowns in the last four weeks of last year. So, you know, he's continued to be favored by Tyrod, you know, this is the only guy who has some report with Ty- Tyrod coming from last year. So if you're in need of tight end, I think Charles Claire's your guy. Cooper Cup comes in at number six. Um, so Cup and Todd Gurley, they led the Rams in targets with six. He caught four of them for 76 yards and a touchdown um cup had a good preseason the rapport seems to be continuing into the regular season um you know i would pick cup up cup up cup up as a high floor ppr guy um he seems to be the guy Jared Goff favors he looks in his direction all the time um you know and this is what he was doing in the preseason as well so you know cup is a guy you know he could possibly you know get up to like 80 receptions 85 receptions this year um you know if Goff keeps looking his way Remember, this guy has broken all types of records in college when it comes to receptions, when it comes to yards, when it comes to touchdown catches. I mean, this guy broke a lot of records. So, you know, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but, you know, he's a possession guy who's quick and, you know, catches a lot of balls. And, you know, he can be a a huge PPR high floor asset on your team if Goff keeps looking his way. Kerwin Williams comes up next. Now, you might be wondering why I don't have Kerwin Williams near the top of this list, list. You know, even if David Johnson is out for an extended period of time with that wrist injury. I just don't think this offense is that good without him. Williams would be just touch, a touchdown-dependent guy because of Andre Ellington's use in the passing game. Um, And this offense doesn't make me want to buy and spend fab dollars or spend a number one waiver priority on a touchdown dependent back. I'd rather have Buck Allen in PPR League who can give me a solid floor. Um, And, you know, Kerwin Williams, you know, he could have a decent game here and there, but I don't expect him to handle a big workload, uh, be efficient, or even get enough goal line opportunities. And we know that Andre Ellington is a guy on third down. He's the guy... Uh, who would get the passing opportunities. Um, so I just don't think he's going to have enough opportunity in this offense um, to really you know, make a difference for, for me and my lineup. If I do pick him up, he would just end up on my bench, and I would never really play him. So I, I'd rather spend my dollars elsewhere or spend my waiver priority elsewhere, and even that, that roster spot, to be honest. Um, but you know, just keep in mind, if you do need running back depth and he's an ad for you, just keep in mind that the range of outcomes Uh, you know, of the one-dimensional running back are very real. See Rob Kelly in week one, 15 carries for 30 yards, so, you know, and and no work in the passing game. Um, But, you know, just stay tuned to the David Johnson injury in the days to come. There are rumors that uh, the Cardinals could bring back Chris Johnson, so he could actually be the guy. Um, I like Chris Johnson a lot more than Kerwin Williams, that's for sure, because I know Chris Johnson can handle a little bit of passing work. Um, And Bruce Arians trusts Chris Johnson, even though Chris Johnson did fumble twice in that third preseason game. But I do think if they bring him back, that says a lot, and that would mean that he's going to get more opportunity. Um, And I think their team is designed for that, because they're designed to run through David Johnson they're designed to split David Johnson out wide sometimes so they're gonna ask Chris Johnson to do a whole lot um, you know if he were to be the guy now we did see in the past where Chris Johnson came in you know he wasn't the most efficient guy he, he he did well his first few games and then tapered off pretty badly so you know he wouldn't be a guy that I would depend on for the whole year but if you need him for a couple games for whatever reason and you, you know the running backs that you end up having on your roster aren't as great he might be a, a decent ad this week uh, Jermaine curse he comes in at number eight uh, he's also another guy who would be PPR relevant we know that the Jets aren't scoring that many touchdowns so standard wouldn't really be um, you know an option uh, but he led the Jets with nine targets in this game he caught seven of them for 59 yards um, and he's another high floor PPR receiver that might help you in your flex position uh, I wouldn't expect much firepower out of this offense um, and only expect a decent target volume you know on a per game basis Uh, McCown, he didn't take that many chances in this game, so I wouldn't go spending too much for curse, you know, or near, you know, a top waiver priority pick or anything like that. But, you know, if you need some solid depth and you miss out on the top guys, um, he's somebody that you can have in your roster. Maybe not start him next week, but, you know, at least have him. You can monitor him, uh, you know, just make sure that Josh McCown is still looking for him in the weeks to come. Just have him on your bench just to see how he's used. Um, You know, he could be the number one receiver on this team, um, and he could be that high floor PPR guy. Um, So, you know, I would just monitor it from there. I wouldn't start him. Next week, because there's so much volatility with this Jets offense, you just never know what's gonna happen. Um, but you know, I would wait until I see some consistency before I put him in my starting lineup. Uh Paul Richardson, you know, he is a guy who you're kind of shooting for the moon with. Um, on this offense, I think with Russell Wilson, he can be a guy, you know, he's seen a lot of playing time. Now, with that, Jermaine curse got traded. Uh Richardson was the number two receiver on the team behind Doug Baldwin. Um, But, you know, in this game, the Seahawks offense really couldn't get anything going in Green Bay. Uh, It was really a surprise considering the lack of starting caliber players uh, in the Packers secondary. Uh, But the offensive line couldn't give Russell Wilson any time to do anything. And the Seahawks just, they don't really play that well in Green Bay anyway. um, We've seen that in the past. Uh, Their running game non-existent. Uh, But we do have to expect the Seahawks to make adjustments. And with a healthy Russell Wilson this year, uh, I think we can see them get back to form. So Paul Richardson and Jimmy Graham, uh, they led the team with seven targets. Uh, Paul Richardson he caught four of them for 59 yards and that's a pretty healthy target share considering Wilson only threw it 27 times so that's about a 25 percent target share so if you have Richardson keep him um you know and if you don't have him he might be a good guy to add at the end of your bench um he did show his ability he can still be someone who can shine in this offense now that he has the opportunity so he's like I said he's not necessarily a start next week but you know he's a hold to see what his upside actually becomes um and my last uh waiver wire pick is either Marquise Lee or Alan Hearns. Alan Robinson, he left with an ACL tear. He's out for the season this year. Not that things could have went even worse for the Jaguars. Um, you know, one of these receivers between Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns are going to have to step up, Step up. Um, but we don't know who it's going to be. Marquise Lee was the guy last year while Hearns was dealing with some injuries, but we did see a real connection between Hearns and Bortles in 2015 um lee he totally disappeared on sunday and hearns caught three or four targets for 42 yards um as far as lee goes you might be able to get him without spending any money or burning your waiver position since he didn't even show up in the box score so people might not even think of picking him up but i think if you're in a ppr league um he could be um, the guy who has a decent floor. You know, we did see last year where, like, you know, in PPR leagues, you can start him. He might get like seven, eight catches sometimes. Um, you know, and then if you're in PPR, I would probably go there to get that floor. Uh, but if you're a sta- in a standard league, I would probably go Hearns uh, just because, you know, he has um, more opportunity to get bigger plays. Um, but either way, this wasn't a good offense with Allen Robinson, and it definitely doesn't get better now that he's out for the season. Um, but like I said, you know there were there was some rapport with both of these guys. So if you're in need for some wide receiver help, help you know Marquis Lee for PPR, Alan Hurts for standard, that would probably be the way that I would do it. So. That pretty much wraps it up. Those are the ten um, guys who I think would be a good additions to your to your fantasy football team. Um, you know, hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Farah Siddiqui. That's F A R A Z S I D D I Q I. Or you can just hit me up in the DM on on Instagram at Upperhand Fantasy um, or on Twitter at Upperhand FFB. Visit the website www. Did I say www just now? Like you guys don't know that you have to go to www.anything. um upperhand you can check that out i got some stats up there you know i have a little bit um of what i said as far as waiver wire ads there as well um so go ahead and check out the site as always i really appreciate you guys tuning in um i'll be back tomorrow i'm gonna talk more about a couple of news and notes uh, from this past weekend, uh, just you know a couple of um, a cool stats that you know you might want to keep in mind when you 're picking up players or whether you 're deciding whether to cut a player um, that sort of thing. I want to talk about buy lows, you know guys who I think have good value for the rest of the season who didn 't necessarily have a good week one who you can possibly go ahead and target and trade for and buy them at their lowest point. One thing I want to talk about a little bit of strategy for tonight 's game. If you already have a player on your bench who you're planning on cutting, I would go ahead and check to see if Latavius Murray or Alvin Kamara is available on your waiver wire as a free agent. So you can add him for free right now for that player that you were going to cut anyway just to see if, what if there's a Dalvin Cook injury? What if Mark Ingram goes down? Then all of a sudden you have a guy before the waiver wire rush on your roster already. And you don't have to burn your waiver wire, and you don't have to burn any fab. Um, now let's say everything's a okay with those guys after that game. Um, nothing really changes. Kamar doesn't really have much of a role, or you know Latavius Murray doesn't really have much value, or you know. And you want to drop them? Why don't you go ahead and drop them for a guy like Brandon Oliver? If Melvin Gordon were to go down, Brandon Oliver would be would be the three down back, and if that were to happen. You have a guy on your roster already who would have been the number one waiver wire ad. So a little bit of strategy. You could do this every single week with the Thursday night games, with the one o'clock games, with the four o'clock games, eight thirty games. You know, and kind of keep that going throughout. Um, you know, the week of football, and you just have to be willing to like kind of use one roster spot for that. Um, and you know, I think that strategy works out. You know, every once in a while, it's good to be uh, persistent um, on the waiver wire. But thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to me. Um, you know, like I said, uh, I'll be back tomorrow with some more stuff. I want to talk about some more news and notes for the league. And, guys, you can buy low on right now. Um, so tune in for that. Um, have a great Monday, guys. Bye-bye.